This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Short on time tonight, but I did want to send a shout-out to Bill Manley, a huge Dragnet fan. As per your request, here's another story of Los Angeles crime with Sergeant Joe Friday on the case. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed. To protect the innocent. NBC brings you Dragnet. You're a detective sergeant. You're assigned to missing persons detail. You've never heard of Fountain Green, Utah. You've never heard of Juanita Lasky. Los Angeles is a big city. 452 square miles. 3,356,969 people. Your job, find her. Dragnet, the documented drama of an actual crime investigated and solved by the men who unrelentingly stand watch on the security of your home, your family, and your life. For the next 30 minutes, in cooperation with the Los Angeles Police Department, you will travel step-by-step on the side of the law through an actual case from official police files. From beginning to end, from crime to punishment, Dragnet is the story of your police force in action. It was Monday, December 12th. It was cold in Los Angeles. We were working the day watch out of missing persons detail. My partner's Ben Romero. The boss is Ed Backstrand, chief of detectives. My name's Friday. I was on my way back from lunch, and it was 12.47 p.m. when I got to room 67A. Missing persons detail. 4G. Federal cafe. Good soup today. What kind? Uh, corn chowder. It was real good. Place is jammed with Christmas shoppers. I had to wait. Mm. Haven't even started my shopping yet. You? Well, I gotta pick up something for my mother. Prices are high. I'll send a lot of cards. Will you get married, Joe? Ever try to sell a Christmas card to a kid? They got to have something with wheels on it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Missing persons, Friday. Fountain Green, Utah, calling the Los Angeles Police Department. Bureau of Missing Persons. My party will speak with anyone in charge. This is Missing Persons, Sergeant Friday. Just a moment, please. Mrs. Lasky, ready with your call to Los Angeles. Hello? 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 Here's your party. Go ahead, please. Uh, Operator? Yes, madam. Uh, could you please give me the charges for this call? I'm using my neighbor's phone. All right, madam. Please signal when your call is completed. Oh, yes, yes, I- I'll do that. Go ahead, please. Hello? Uh, hello? Are you missing persons? Yes, ma'am. Sergeant Friday. This 
from Salt and Green, Utah. Yes, ma'am. This is in regard to my daughter, Juanita Lasky. I, I haven't heard from her in well over a month, and I I'm terribly worried. Where was she staying in Los Angeles, Ms. Lasky? At the Chelsea Hotel for Women. Uh, I, I have the address. Uh, 941 South Melrose Street. I can't understand it. Ever since Juanita's been away from home, she she's written twice a week regularly. When's the last time you heard from her? The last letter I have is postmarked November 2nd. You know how it is, Sergeant. We have no relatives in Los Angeles, and, and she's trying to find work down there, living all alone. I, I just don't know what to do. All right, Ms. Lasky, I'll take her description over the phone and make out a preliminary report. You'll have to send us a photograph of your daughter and a letter to the effect that you want us to trace her. I'll get the letter and the snapshot off today. Now, what's your daughter look like? What's her full name? Juanita Marie Lasky. L-A-S-K-E-Y. No, 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 no E. All right. Her age, weight, and height. She was 26 last July 10th, 128 pounds, and about my height. Well, how tall are you, Ms. Lasky? Oh, oh, yes. Um, five feet, seven inches. She has auburn hair. It's quite long, and her eyes are green. Okay, I got it. Any outstanding scars, birthmarks, anything that might help us identify her? Uh, what's that? I say any outstanding scars, birthmarks, anything that might help us identify her. No. Juanita's a pretty girl. Nice disposition. Oh, that's about all, Sergeant. Where can we contact you, Ms. Lasky? 122 Brigham Young Street, Fountain Green, Utah. When you find Juanita, I wish you'd have her call me right away. I I I'll pay for the call. We'll do that, Ms. Lasky. What's your number up there? This is the neighbor's phone, but, but they'll call me. It's Fountain Green 14R2. Yeah. You will try to find her as fast as you can. We'll go to work on it. I wouldn't worry about it, Ms. Lasky. We'll call you just as soon as we get any kind of a lead on her. Oh, thank you so much, Sergeant. And, and if there's any charge, I'll be glad to pay it. No charge. If your daughter's in Los Angeles, I think we can find her. Oh, if there's anything wrong, you'll let me know right away? Yes, ma'am. You're very kind. Goodbye. Bye. What you got, Jill? Some girl owes her mother a letter. Come on, Ben. Just a routine call. We made the usual check, the morgue, all the hospitals, the county jail. And then we went through the repeater file. We found a Juanita Lasky in the files, but the age and description didn't match. We put that lead in the discard. After the usual paperwork, the next step was to check her last known residence, the Chelsea Hotel for Women. Here it is, Joe. Chelsea Hotel. Yeah. 55 rooms all outside. You're home away from home. Now let's go in. Hotel. Thank you. Here's a bell. Yes, sir. May I help you? We're looking for a Miss Juanita Lasky. I'll ring her room. Whom shall I say is calling? Is she in? I believe so. I just saw her about an hour ago. Okay. Would you ring her room, please? Uh, yes, sir. And whom shall I say is calling? My name's Friday. All right, Mr. Friday. Just a moment. Uh, do you wish to speak with her on the phone, or shall I have her come down? Ask her to come down if she doesn't mind. She doesn't need to answer. It's funny. I'll ring again. No, sir. She doesn't seem to be in. Would you like to leave a message? Didn't you say you saw her about an hour ago? Yes, I did. She must have gone out again. I wonder if we could check her room. Oh, no. 
Gentlemen are not allowed above the main lobby. I'm sorry, ma'am. We're from the police department. Missing persons. I'm Sergeant Friday. This is Sergeant Romero. Oh. You men are from missing persons, did you say? Yes, ma'am. Well, I'm sure Juanita's just stepped out for a moment if you'd care to wait here in the lobby. We haven't got much time, ma'am. We'd appreciate it if you'd sort a room. Certainly. I'll get to the test, please. That's uh, 2.15. The elevator's right this way. Thank you. What seems to be the trouble? Some friend of Juanita's missing? No, ma'am. Juanita. Juanita? I don't understand. Her mother's a little worried about her. Down this way. Here we are. No wonder she didn't hear the phone. She's in the shower. Yes, ma'am. Well, would you rap on the bathroom door and tell her we'd like to talk to her as soon as she's through? We'll wait out here in the hall. Certainly. Juanita? Juanita, there are two gentlemen here to see you. Juanita? Juanita? I'm coming in. It's Miss Waters. Sergeant? Yeah? There's no one in the shower. It's running, isn't it? Yes, and I see a robe and towel all laid out. We better take a look around. Turn off the shower, will you? Yeah. She must have left in a hurry. Say, here's a fresh change of clothing on the bed. Where's the closet, ma'am? This door? Yes, that's right. Closet full of clothes. There's a couple of pieces of luggage in there. This isn't like Juanita. Funny, isn't it? You say you saw her about an hour ago. Yes, I did. Coming in or going out? Oh, coming in, I thought. You have room service here? Yes, we have a coffee shop downstairs. Uh-huh. The tray of food here on the table hasn't been touched. Coffee's still warm. Shut that radio off, will you, Ben? Yeah. Could she have gotten out of the building without you seeing her? No, we don't have a rear entrance. I'm sure you didn't see her go out the front door just before we got here? No. No, I did not. How about her mail? Has she been picking it up lately? I think so. We can check that down at the desk. Yeah, here's some letters. Postmark Utah. Return address. Mrs. H. Lasky. Mother. Let me see that one, This is one of your telephone message forms? Let me see. Yes, yes, that's right. Says long distance call operator two Fountain Green, Utah. According to this slip, this call was received at one twenty-five today. May I see that, sir? Certainly. Yes, that said his writing. Mrs. Tollison took that call. She relieved me for lunch. Well, do you know whether she returned this call? Well, if she did, there'll be a record down at the desk. Uh-huh. Now you're positive that you saw Juanita Lasky an hour ago. Yes, wow, I'm sure. Just about an hour ago. Five feet seven, hundred and twenty-eight pounds, green eyes, red hair. Red hair? Oh no. Juanita's a blonde. Her mother told us that Juanita Lasky had red hair. Now, we weren't too surprised. A lot of women change the color of their hair. It would make identification a little more difficult, but not impossible. We checked down at the desk. Juanita Lasky had picked up all her mail, but she had not answered that long-distance phone call to Fountain Green. The next step was to question some of the people in the Chelsea Hotel who knew Juanita. We tried room 217. Yeah, oh, Gloria, these men are police officers. They want to ask you some questions. Oh, yes. Is it all right for them to... Yes, yes, of course. This is an exception. Won't you come in? Thank you. What's your name, miss? Gloria Edgerton. You know Juanita Lasky? Yes, I know her. She has a room right next door to me. Have you seen her today? No, I haven't. I've been out doing my Christmas shopping. 
Why? We were trying to locate her, Miss Edgington. Wasn't she in her room? I thought I heard her shower going. Yes, she did, but she wasn't in there. When was the last time you saw her? Last night at dinner. We always eat dinner together. Did she say anything that might lead you to believe that she was going anywhere today? No. She said she might do some Christmas shopping today, so I suggested she go with me, and she agreed. She said she let me know this morning. Did she? No, she didn't. I just assumed that maybe she was sleeping in, so I went on alone. Are you sure she hasn't just stepped out? We don't know. She's just going down to the corner. It's a little unusual to leave the shower running, the radio on, and let your lunch get cold. Did she do that? How long has Juanita had blonde hair? Well, ever since I've known her, about six months. We moved in here together. We work at the same place. Where's that, Miss Edgerton? At the Paget building. We're elevator operators. I see. Who's your immediate superior down there? Darling Camp. She's cheap starter. Mm-hmm. You got that, Ben? Mm-hmm. She have many dates? No, not too many. Juanita likes to go steady. Who was her steady boyfriend? Paul Matthews. He works in the Paget building, too. He's in the dental lab for Dr. Welty. Six for... Well, is there anything else that you'd like to add that might help us find her? Well, are you sure she's lost? The Claggett Building is in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. It's a business and professional building. The cornerstone says, erected in 1924, and it stands 12 stories high. The main entrance is on Hill Street. Going up. I'm going to the car, please. All right, now. Going up. Get back in the car, please. Are you Darlene Camp? Yes. Just a moment, please. Going up. All right, Dora. Can I help you? I'm Sergeant Friday, Police Department. This is Sergeant Romero. Yes, sir. Juanita Lasky work for you? Yes, she does. She's one of my operators. When's the last time you saw her? Mm-hmm. Anything wrong? No, no. We're just trying to locate her. <laughs> you just missed her by 45 minutes. All right, Sylvia. She was in to pick up a check. You know where she cashes her check? Most of the girls cash them down at the bank on the corner. There's only one around here over on 8th. You say about 45 minutes ago? Yes, that's right. Thanks very much, Miss Camp. Come on, Ben. Going up. All right, Marion. Yeah, bank's not far from here. That is kind of funny, isn't it? What's that? Her room, the shower, the radio, that lunch. Door pulled out in a hurry. What do you think? I don't know what to figure. It's a new one on me. She's alive. We know that. She was 45 minutes ago, anyway. Hmm. Christmas is here. Santa Claus in his chimney. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, I beg your pardon, sir. Yeah, that's all right. Merry Christmas. Same to you. Here we are, Joe. Guess we better check with the manager, huh? You the manager? I'm the assistant manager. Can I help you? Police department. Yes, sir. I'd like to find out if a check has been cashed here within the hour. Yes, sir. And what's the party's name? Lasky, Juanita, payroll check, Blackett building. Yes, sir. I know Miss Lasky. If you'll uh, step behind the counter, I'll get the check. Thank you. If you'll uh, just wait right here. Okay, thanks. wonder why she stopped writing to her mother. That's a good question. When we find her, we'll ask her. wonder if anything was wrong where she worked. No, it didn't seem to be. We'll check back there when we finish here. Yeah, and that boyfriend, Paul Matthews, too. Yeah, oh, here's our man. Yes, sir. Here's the canceled check. I okayed it. You sure it's the same girl? Blonde girl, elevator operator in the Claggett building. Was she alone? Oh, I think so. Did she appear normal? No. No, she didn't seem to be as friendly as she usually is. Now, does she have an account here? She did have a small savings account here, but she closed it out about a month ago. I see. Well, here's our card. If you should happen to see her again, give us a call. I'll do that. Thank you very much. Entirely welcome. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
We went back to the Claggett building. Ben called the Chelsea Hotel from the phone booth in the lobby of the building. Miss Waters, the manager, was keeping a sharp lookout, but Juanita Lasky had not been heard from. Paul Matthews worked in the dental lab for a Dr. Welding. His office was number 637. Yes, gentlemen, may I help you? We'd like to see Paul Matthews. I'm Paul Matthews. We're from Missing Persons Police Department. Sergeant Friday, I'm Sergeant Merrill. Yes, sir. Do you know a Juanita Lasky? Yes, sir. When's the last time you saw her? Saturday night. We went to a show. Is there something wrong? We're trying to locate her. Do you see a lot of each other? Yes, we do. I don't understand... Miss Lasky disappeared from the hotel a couple hours ago. Thought maybe you might know where she is. No, I don't. Today's her day off. Maybe she's out shopping. Has Juanita done anything wrong? No, it's just that her mother hasn't heard from her for quite some time. I can explain that. Juanita's an elevator operator here in the building. That's how I met her. They don't make much money, you know. Yeah. She was having a hard time making ends meet. She sends money home to her mother every month or so, and besides that, she's got to pay rent and buy clothes, and eat. It's pretty rough. She seemed despondent over all this? No, I wouldn't say that, but she was kind of unhappy about not getting a raise. You have any outside job? No, sir, she didn't. What kind of a girl is she? What do you mean? Cheerful, good-natured. Oh, sure. Fine girl. We get along swell. I, I, I still don't get it. Well, maybe there's nothing to it. Just a routine check. I hope she's all right. When did all this come up? A couple of hours ago. We might have to check back with you. If I can help. Okay. Thanks for the information. Here's our card. If you hear from her, well, give us a ring. You don't suppose anything's happened to her? That's what we're trying to find out. Goodbye, Mr. Matthews. When we got back to Central Division, we had a full description of Juanita Lasky teletype to all outlying stations in the metropolitan area of Los Angeles. We also put out an APB. We double-checked the repeater file and the wanderer file. We made out a full report on our findings to date. During the next eight days, we located a missing husband for a wife in Memphis, Tennessee. We picked up a runaway boy missing from his home in Reno, Nevada and a 79-year-old veteran of the Spanish-American War who left his home in Bakersfield, California because he didn't like his daughter-in-law's cooking. But Juanita Lasky was still a mystery. For eight days, we checked and rechecked all our known friends and habits. We went back over the course a dozen times, but no trace. It was almost as if she had ceased to exist that day in the Chelsea Hotel. The letter and photograph from her mother had arrived, and we circulated it to cities all over the country. Her mother wrote that during the war, Juanita was a whack corporal. We put a tracer through to the War Department. That way, we'd have another photo and a full set of fingerprints. Well, where do you want to start today? I'll get it. Missing persons, Friday. Joe, this is Spencer over in the morgue. Yeah, Archie. You still looking for that girl? Uh, what's her name? Ramona Lasky? Juanita, yeah. Just had one brought in. Looks like your girl to me. <laughs> The city morgue is located in the basement of the Hall of Justice on West Temple Street, across the street from the city hall. A lot of missing persons cases end right here. Archie Spencer met us at the door. Hi, Joe. How's the wife been? Oh, fine, Archie. Over here, Joe. Cooler 23. Give me a hand, huh? You bet. That's her, isn't it? When's she going to be posted? As soon as your fingerprint man gets here. That's Ramona Lasky, isn't it? Juanita. Juanita, I mean. No. No, that's not her, Archie. You sure? Yeah. 
No, I was almost positive. Sure looks like this picture in your bulletin. Yeah, yeah, she looks a lot like the picture, but it's not Juanita Lasky. Five foot seven, green eyes, blonde hair, about 130. Hmm. How close can you get? Look at the face. You sure that's not her? Yeah, I'm sure. Look at her hair, the roots. Yeah. They're blonde all the way down. They ought to be dark. Our girl's a bleached blonde. Yeah, I see what you mean. Look at her right hand, index and middle fingers. Heavy nicotine stains. Our girl didn't smoke, Archie. Yeah, I see what you mean. Well, guess I was wrong. That's not Ramona. Juanita. Come on, Ben. That afternoon, we got another phone call from Fountain Green, Utah. Juanita Lasky's mother. We told her we hadn't found any trace of her daughter. It was a hard job. We had answered calls like this before, but maybe it was just the season of the year. Somehow, we felt that we had to find Juanita Lasky by Christmas. We covered every angle we could think of. We kept close watch on all incoming reports. We stayed in close contact with her friends and Miss Waters at the Chelsea Hotel. Regardless of the name on the incoming reports, we checked every set of fingerprints against those we had received on Juanita Lasky from the War Department. Still, no trace. December 23rd, we checked in for work at 8.30 a.m. Chief Ed Backstrand wanted to see us. little something on the Lasky girl. Might help you. What is it, Gavin? man by the name of Willard Harris. Owns a bar out in Pomona. Phoned in this morning. Yeah? Found a woman's handbag left in the bar. Driver's license made out to Juanita Lasky. Why'd you think to call her? He's got a television set in his bar. Saw the Lasky girl's picture on Sergeant Rosenquist's broadcast last night. How about the girl? Says he can't place her. You, uh, better hop out and pick up that purse. Willard Harris owned the Mission Trail Bar. It was in the bus terminal in the heart of Pomona. The Christmas traffic was heavy all the way out Garvey Boulevard. It was 10.45 when we pulled up in front of the bar. Willard Harris was inside taking a liquor inventory when we walked in. How do you do? You, Mr. Harris? Yes, that's right. You fellas with General Liquors? Los Angeles Police Department. My name's Friday. This is Sergeant Romero. Oh, say. Glad to know you boys. Yeah, I called Los Angeles this morning. We came right out. Say, um, how about a little eye-opener? Got some fine Irish whiskey. No, thanks, Mr. Harris. How about your partner there? No, thank you. All right, boys. Guess you want that purse, huh? Yes, please. Yeah. Here you are. Just as I found it. I opened it up to get the owner's name, but that's all. Didn't touch a thing. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Harris. You said that you didn't remember seeing the woman who left this. No, I don't. Herb works with me here. He might have seen her, but he didn't. I asked him the night we found it. How long ago did you find this bird? Oh, about two weeks. No, a little closer to a week. Yeah. yeah, about eight days ago. I usually hold something like this for 30 days. That's a law, you know. Yeah. But I saw that fellow on the television on that missing persons program. And that's how come I called you, boys. Well, thanks very much, Mr. Harris. That's all, boys. Cold out this morning. Sure you don't want a little bit? No, thanks, Mr. Harris. Goodbye. We checked the personnel at the bus terminal, but none of them seemed to recognize Juanita Lasky's photograph. We checked the contents of her purse, but we found nothing unusual. Four one-dollar bills and some change and the normal things women carry. Since it was money in the bag, we felt sure that Juanita Lasky had lost the purse herself. That meant that she was alive eight days ago, two days after she walked out of the Chelsea Hotel. 
It's the only print carried on a California driver's license. It matched the same print on the War Department record. It didn't prove anything except that all the evidence tied in and belonged to the girl we were looking for, Juanita Lasky. The next morning, December 24th, we checked in for work at 8.30. Morning, Ben. All right, Joe, here's the data report. You want to check them? There's a mess of them. Let's get at them. you look through any of them yet? No, not yet. I figured it would for you. All right, I'll take care of huh? Mm. Got any shopping done? No, you? Some. Lunch hour, mostly. Mm-hmm. Found some nice cards. Be sure to send me one. Yeah, I'll hand it to you in the morning. Let's trade shaving lotions like we did last year. If I get any. You can get some. My kid's got a bottle all picked out for you. It's called South Pole for that cool things. Yeah. He's only a kid. You're feeling one, eh? Better than he gets old. Oh, uh-huh. you'll do it. That's it, buddy. On the last case. Thanks, Holm. Ben, listen to this. Yeah? Bureau of Criminal Investigation, Sacramento. Here's a kickback on our APB. Yeah, what's it say? Uh, reading your APB, number 43 on 12, 1248. Our records disclose that Juanita Lasky applied for a position of civilian clerk at Marchfield, California, U.S. Army Air Base, using alias Gene Davis. How about the fingerprint classification? Yeah, let me find it. Yeah, FPC. Key 19, primary 32 over 32, inner over outer, final 15 over 17. Friends, check out. That's our girl, Joe. The Sacramento report stated that Gene Davis had applied for government work at Marchfield, California. Well, a couple of things dropped into place. Her purse had been found in Pomona. That's right on the main highway from Los Angeles to Riverside. And the application for a job at the Army Air Base a few miles beyond Riverside. We put through a long-distance phone call, and they told us that Gene Davis was employed there as a civilian clerk but failed to show up for work that morning. It seems like we run fresh out of luck every trip, doesn't it? We get so close, and then she's gone again. What do you think she's on the go for? If I could figure that, I could find her. I'll get it. Missing persons, Friday. Yeah? We'll be right over. We didn't find her, but she's been found. Juanita Lasky just walked into the Chelsea Hotel. We went over to the Chelsea Hotel. Technically, our job was completed now. Juanita Lasky had been found. We went over to make out a routine report. The streets were pretty jammed with last-minute Christmas shoppers, so we walked the last block to the hotel. What's your guess, Jill? Let's ask her. Come on, let's go in. That looks like her over by the desk there. Yeah, pretty well memorized that face. Sergeant, this is Juanita Lasky. Sergeant Friday and Sergeant Romero, Juanita. How do you do, Miss Lasky? How do you do? I'm sorry. I'm terribly sorry. Miss Waters told me. You mind telling me? Where have you been? Sergeant, I don't know. These last 12 days have been a complete loss to me. Miss Waters told me what happened. I went over to see my doctor. He said I had temporary amnesia. I can't have treatment. I see. What's your doctor's name, Miss Lasky? Dr. Rudner on Crenshaw. Well, we're glad you're okay. Kind of had us going there for a while. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I use your phone, Miss Waters? Oh, certainly. Help yourself. Thank you. Long distance? I'd like to place a person-to-person call to Mrs. Hannah Lasky, Fountain Green, Utah. That number is 14R2. Fountain Green, Utah, 14R2. That's right. Your name and number, please. Joe Friday, and this is Hempstead, 8594. Thank you. Great operator. 
Mountain Green, Utah, route and night person rate from Los Angeles. DC Mount Pleasant, Salt Lake, night person 140. Through Salt Lake. Salt Lake, Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant, Fountain Green. Mountain Green. Fountain Green, 14R2. Mrs. Hannah Lasky, Los Angeles, California, calling. Thank you. Ringing operator. Hello. Mrs. Hannah Lasky, please. Los Angeles, California, calling. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Hang on. I'll, I'll get her. Waiting on your party, sir. Thanks. Getting through all right, you? Yeah. Lucky. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Hello? 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 Hello, Ms. Lasky. Yes? Just a minute, Ms. Lasky. Juanita. Hmm? You're wanted on the phone. Oh. Who is it? Just say hello. She'll take it from there. Let's go, Ben. Hello? Yes? Hello, Mother. Come on, Ben. Yes, I'm all right. Mother, it's so good to hear your See you tomorrow, Joe. Merry Christmas. Yeah, it is, isn't it? The story you have just heard is true. Only the names were changed to protect the innocent. Upon further examination by competent medical authorities, Juanita Lasky was found to be suffering from periodic spells of amnesia. She was given treatment and a complete cure was effected. You have just heard the eighth in a new series of authentic cases from official files. Technical advice for Dragnet is furnished by the Los Angeles Police Department. Tonight's program is dedicated to Corporal Grady A. Beecham of the 9th Precinct Metropolitan Police Force, Washington, D.C., who, on the night of December 2nd, 1948, gave his life so that yours might be more secure. Dragnet came to you from Los Angeles. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Stay tuned for The Great Gildersleeve next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> the Kraft Cheese Company, who also bring you Bing Crosby every Thursday night, present each week at this time Harold Perry as the Great Gildersleeve, written by Leonard L. Levin. For the past few days, our friend Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve has been the victim of a baffling attack of the sneezes, and so far he hasn't found out the cause. Could it be some allergy, or is his mustache starting to back up on him? Come on, let's visit the great Gildersleeve and find out.
As I was saying, Marjorie, every time I... 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 Gesundheit. Eh, don't mention it. Every time you what, Uncle Mort? Every time I... 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 A button pops off my vest. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, you bet. I'm on my fourth vest now. Yeah, and that last sneeze broke, broke your shoelaces. Yeah? Oh, well, I've got to find some way of stopping this sneezing before I blow my blains out. Oh, I didn't do it that time. Because <laughs> I'm dying. Yeah, well, you don't have to mention that. <laughs> no, Uncle Mort, I really think you should see a doctor. Now, this may be something serious. Sure, whatever it is, it's nothing to be sneezed at. Then why am I sneezing? Well, there must be something you're allergic to. Yeah, I know it. I'm allergic to sneezing. No, Uncle. Something else is wrong. Now, why don't you go right downtown and see Dr. DePeister? Yeah, who in the name of the Mayo Brothers is Dr. DePeister? Well, I understand he's wonderful. Allergies are his specialty. Oh, you mean he's an anti-sneeze man? <laughs> yes. Florence Foreman told me he cured her. Found she was allergic to gasoline, so she sold her car. It, wasn't that a little drastic? Uh, oh, no. After she got Dr. DePeister's bill, she had to anyway. <laughs> well, I hate to blow in a lot of money on my nose, Marjorie. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss Marjorie, I'm just making up your room. And you know that little kitty of yours? Ah, you mean my itty-bitty pity kitty? Itty-bitty all for corn's sake. Yep. <laughs> What's he been up to now, Bertie? If that's what you making for that ensign in the Navy on account, he gave you that pussycat? Don't tell me you found that. Yes, sir. The kitten got into mitten. <laughs> oh, that's a shame, Marjorie. What did he try to do? Pull the wool over his eyes? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and on him it don't look good. <laughs> oh, dear. Did he do much damage, Bertie? Just look here. I brought the sweater in. What sweater? That thing is more snarls in a cage full of tigers. Why, it's... He... Uh, oh. It's what, Uncle? It's, uh, uh, you. <laughs> Gee, Uncle, that one made the windows rattle. The windows, eh? Good. I thought it was my teeth. <laughs> really, Uncle Mort, you must go downtown and see Dr. DePice. Oh, nonsense, Marjorie. Why should I let a tribute? You, you, uh, you. Uh, well, maybe someday. To, uh, you. Come on, what are we waiting for? Where is that doctor? <laughs> But Marjorie, I haven't sneezed once since we left home. Just my luck. When the doctor asks me how I do it, I won't be able to show him. Oh, now sit down, Uncle. Relax and look at a magazine. Magazine? Oh, all right. There's an article in the National Geographic for May 1916. I never did finish. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, you won't find that here. Why not? This is a doctor's office, isn't it? Yes, but this is a young doctor. Makes no difference, my dear. When a boy decides on a medical career, what's the first thing he does? I don't know. What? He starts saving magazines. <laughs> That's one of the reasons he has to be an intern so long. <laughs> Just to age his National Geographic. <laughs> oh, Uncle. <laughs> Why do they always have a National Geographic? Well, it's all about faraway places. Anybody who sits in a doctor's office would rather be someplace far away. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Are you Mr. Gildersleeve? Uh, yes. Well, the doctor will see you now. This way, please. Uh, what's he so cheerful about? <laughs> the way she'd chirp, she'd make Florence Nightingale sound like a mudlark. <laughs> now, you go right ahead, Uncle Moore. Well, all right, my dear, but I'm feeling dandy now. 
Oh, this is Mr. Gildersleeve, Doctor. How do you do, uh, Gildersleeve? Gildersleeve. Any relation to Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve? Oh, yes, that's me. Oh, it is. Well, now, where'd I hear that name before? I phoned you an hour ago. That's where I heard it. Uh, <laughs> I never forget a face. Uh, what seems to be your trouble? Uh, sneezing. Oh, you're having trouble sneezing? Oh, no, I'm not having trouble sneezing. I'm having trouble sneezing. For the past four or five days, that's all I've been doing. Yeah, monotonous, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I'm starting to get a permanent wave in my nose. Every morning, I get up and sneeze all the cornflakes out of my bowl. I know what will cure that. What was that? I say, I know what will cure that. What? Oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> well, you better remove your clothes, please. And while you're doing that, I'll ask you a few questions. Yeah. Uh, does anything you eat make your eyes water? Yeah, raw onion. <laughs> Any food cause violent sneezing? Well, black pepper does. Any favorite dish that causes spots to appear on you? Oh, yes, yes. I get spots from soft-boiled eggs. From eggs? Where? On my necktie. <laughs> but really, Doctor, I, I wish you could see me sneeze. My eyes pop out so far, it looks like I'm going to expel the pupil. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, suppose you show me how you do it. I can't. I haven't sneezed once since I left home. Most interesting. Eliminates one type of allergy that's very difficult to cure. Uh, what's that? Uh, the auto-infectious variety, when a person's allergic to himself. <laughs> oh, well, I couldn't have that. I like me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Your trouble seems to be localized somewhere at home. Uh, that makes the problem much simpler. Oh, of course. All I have to do is move. Well, goodbye, Doc. One second, please. We'll never find the trouble by moving away from it. I don't want to find it. I just want to lose it. Uh, then we must conduct a series of tests. And I believe the best place to do that is in your home. Oh. Shouldn't take us long to locate the trouble. Not more than a year. Yes, just a year? <laughs> yes, if we're lucky. And now, let me listen to your heart. Hey, quietly. Yeah, okay. Hmm, you must have a heart of oak. I'd better listen again. Most interesting. Excuse me, doctor, but somebody's at the door. <laughs> I see. Uh, what is it? It's time to take your pills, Doctor. No, I won't. I hate pills. Go away. <laughs> By the way, Doctor, how much is this going to cost? Oh, not much. Just $50 for each series of tests. It, why, that could run up into five. Oh, my goodness, it could, couldn't it? Well, that's true. But if we don't do that, you'll probably sneeze yourself into an early grave. Oh, Doctor, how soon are you coming over? Uh, how about Sunday afternoon? Yeah, I'll be waiting for you. Well, I'd better get going now. Oh, no, no, Mr. Gildersleeve, don't go out that way. Why not? That's the way I came in. Oh, no, you didn't. When you came in, you had your clothes on. What? Oh! <laughs> Gee, we haven't any nails left. What are you going to do when we run out? Oh, we can pull some more at Uncle Mort's tires. Hi, Unc. Oh, hello, Leroy. Yeah, hello, Piggy. What did the doctor say, Unc? He said $5, please. Jeepers, Leroy, what's wrong? Unc suffers from the allergics. Yeah. Allergic? What's that? Well, something rubs his nose the wrong way. <laughs> say, Unc, look what we're building. It, uh, yeah, I see. What's it supposed to be? It's a treehouse. For our club, the young MacArthur. You're putting it in the wrong place, Leroy. You'll never get a MacArthur out on a limb. 
<laughs> where are you going to put it? Well, as soon as we get it nailed together, we're going to haul it up on that oak where the branches spread. Uh, you know, prefabrication. If, if, oh, well, that's an idea, isn't it? Did you ever have a tree house, Mr. Gillespie? Well, I started to one time. I had a wonderful idea. A log house in a tree. But it didn't work out. Why not, Uncle? Well, we only had one tree in our backyard, and by the time I'd sawed enough logs for the house, there wasn't any tree left to put it in. <laughs> Did you build the house anyway? Uh, no, my father found out what happened, and the logs and Pop and I all wound up in the woodshed. <laughs> oh, was that the time you wanted to run away and be a sailor, and he knocked the tar out of you? It... <laughs> no, Leroy, that was another whaling expedition. <laughs> Gee, Mr. Gillespie, will you help us build our clubhouse? Oh, of course. I'll pitch right in. Hand me the hammer, Leroy. Thank you. I just love to drive nails. <laughs> now watch me and learn, Leroy. Excuse me. Understand now, Leroy? No, I, I don't quite... Oh, but it's so simple. What's troubling you? Well, I'm wondering how you're going to get your necktie off now that you've nailed both ends to the plank. If, what do you mean? <laughs> if I see... Just fine up there, Leroy. Now nail down that little birdhouse. Birdhouse? Oh, you mean our mailbox? It, Leroy, who's going to deliver mail up in a tree 20 feet off the ground? Okay, it's a birdhouse. It's... Oh, Leroy! Yes, buddy? I'd like you to come down out of that tree. It's time for lunch. And that reminds me, Mr. Gilson, just who could just drop in? Oh, he did, did he? That old goat always shows up at feeding time. <laughs> Tell him to come out here. I want him to see the house we built. Uh, yes, sir. And don't you dinner, Daddy Leroy. I won't worry. Uh, Gee, I'm getting the clubhouse swell. I just finished fixing my secret trapdoor in the roof. A secret trapdoor? Well, I wish I could see it. Must be very cozy inside. I'll say. Yeah, now you go in to lunch. And scrub your hands before you sit down at the table. Okay, but gee whiz, I bet Tarzan never has to wash before he eats. Yeah, of course not. Tarzan's in hot water all the time. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow. Hello, uh, Leroy. How are you feeling, Gildersleeve? Still sneezing your brains out, or have you run out of brains? <laughs> no, Hooker, I haven't run out of brains. Would you like to borrow some? No, no. Wouldn't think of taking your last one. <laughs> What's the big attraction out here? The attraction is that treehouse the kids built. Like to go up there and look at it? No, thanks. I can see it well enough from here. Uh, they have a secret trap door and a lot of other modern improvements. Come on, come on, let's go. Now, let's quit kidding ourselves, Rockmorton. We're too old to go traipsing up the side of a tree to peek at a packing box. Yeah, speak for yourself, you old foggy. <laughs> foggy! Okay, then you're an old foggy. <laughs> why, why, you even get out of breath playing checkers. Thank goodness I'm different. Don't kid me, Trockmorton. If you aren't too old, you're too fat. Now forget about it. You're dizzy enough on the ground without climbing trees. Uh, in that case, I guess I'll have to show you, Judge Hooker. Here, hold my coat, Grandpa, and watch a man strut his stuff. Careful, Gildy. You'll get halfway up and then spread your stuff. <laughs> Don't worry about me, Judge. I come from a long line of tree climbers. And maybe so, but remember, you haven't any tail. <laughs> if I stand on this box, I think I can reach that limb. Yeah, just watch me, Judge. Come on down from there, Gildersleeve, before you fall on that big fat neck. Just a little rusty, that's all. I never knew I weighed so much. <laughs> You're building up to a terrible letdown, Humpty Dumpty. Oh, by George, I'm going to make it. 
Yeah, and nobody's more surprised than I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, you made it, but you never get down again. Hey, you ought to be up here, Judge. There's a beautiful view from here. There is? Uh-huh. On a clear day, I can see into every second-story window in the block. <laughs> what are you walking around on the roof for? The door isn't up there. I think it is. Leroy said something about a secret trap door somewhere. Oh! Excuse me, what happened? I found the trap door. You better stop fooling around and come down. That's pretty dangerous. You may be right. I better... Uh-oh. What's wrong now? But I got in here. I should be able to get out. Gimmersley, what's the trouble? I can't squeeze out of this door. But you just got in. Yeah, but I came in fast, and I'm stuck fast, too. Yeah, this is going to be one of my bad days. Now let's return to the great Gildersleeve, whom we left stranded in a house in a tree in the backyard. As we find Uncle Mort again, he's still there, while below Judge Hooker tries to comfort him with songs. Rock-a-bye, Gildy, in the treetop. I'll kill that hooker. When the wind blows, hang on or you'll drop. Yeah, I'll drop on you. When the bow bends, it surely will break, and Gildy will hit just like an earthquake. <laughs> hooker, stop that infernal nursery ride. Oh, you want something more modern, huh? All right, Gildy, I'll give you the number one song on the hit parade. Yo. Don't sit up in the apple tree with anyone else but me. Anyone else but me. Yes. Anyone else but me. No, no, no. <laughs> Do something. Get me out of here. This is a terrible predicament. Yes, isn't it? <laughs> you just wait, Judge Hooker. I'm going to break every bone in your head. Now get me out of here. decided to visit your treehouse, Leroy. See him? He became so absorbed in it, he can't tear himself away. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now I can see him. He's sticking out of the secret trap door. Oh, I'm telling you, I up there. I'd like it a lot better up here if I were down there. Gee, is anything wrong? Oh, no, nothing at all, Leroy. Except that I'm wearing your secret trap door as a girdle. <laughs> I'm stuck up here fast. You've got to do something. Yeah, hello, Marjorie. What are you doing up there? I think he's looking for a bird's nest. He's been acting as if he's a little cuckoo. <laughs> Don't you egg me on, Hooker. Marjorie, I came up here to inspect Leroy's little shanty, but now I'm stuck. And frankly, I'm beginning to get bored with lodging here. Excuse me, folks, but where are you? Yeah, I'm right here, Bertie. Well, where's that horse coming from? Baby in the top of the tree. His trunk's bigger than the tree. <laughs> I'm upstairs in the tree, Bertie. What is it? Oh, uh, there's a doctor. Do like it to some go to see. He says he's got an appointment. Oh, great jumping jeeps. The sneeze doctor. I forgot all about him. <laughs> Gee, I don't think there's room enough for both of you up there. <laughs> of course not, Leroy. I won't have anyone see me in this ridiculous, undignified position. Bertie, tell him to come back later in the afternoon. Tell him I'm at a board meeting. Uncle, that wouldn't be telling the truth. Oh, yes, it would, my dear. Wherever I turn, I'm meeting a board. <laughs> well, I'll go tell him. And Bertie, after he leaves, bring me something to eat. Yes, sir. Uh, slice up some of that tongue and make three or four sandwiches, huh? Yes, 
It's way past my lunchtime, and I feel as hollow as Judge Hooker's head. That's right, Gildersleeve. Go ahead and stuff yourself, then you'll never be able to get out of that box. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I never thought of that. It, just two tongue sandwiches, Bertie. Okay, but how about going to serve Oh, Yeah. See, I'm waiting to let the doctor come back to you. I bet he can get you out. Leroy, I don't need an allergy specialist. I need a tree surgeon. Well, he can put you on a reducing diet. Sorry, Leroy, but that wouldn't work. No matter how much your uncle reduced, he'd still be living on the fat of the land. Booker, yeah. why don't you go home? All right, all right, I can take a hint. I just hope you're stuck up there until your north side is covered with moss. I'll say I do. Where's Bertie with those tongue sandwiches? Oh, Bertie. Did you come, Mr. Gilfrey? I had some trouble with the cat. And that doctor man said he'll be back later. He's still charging me for this visit. Well, never mind that now. What about my lunch? Didn't you bring me those sandwiches? No, sir. I'm awful sorry about that, but I can't. You can't? Why not? Because the cat got your tongue. <laughs> No, Piggy, don't. Don't pull. You're just taking the back right out of my shirt. It's no use, boys. Oh, why did you ever build this thing so solidly? Jeepers, you told us to, Mr. Gildersleeve. You're trapped by my own words. You better climb down now, boys, and try to borrow a ladder and an axe someplace. Okay, Uncle. Remember, I don't want anyone in the neighborhood to know about this. I'd be the butt of too many jokes. You coming, Leroy? Scramble down now. I can see the girl next door in her room. I don't want to attract any attention. We'll be right back, Uncle. Okay, okay. Uh, hello, Dolly. How are you today? Oh, perfectly fine, except for a blister I picked up at tennis. It's been annoying me ever since. Isn't it terrible? A uh, heel? I'll say he is. He followed me all the way home. Uh, <laughs> hey, how did you ever manage to get up so high? Is that a steam cabinet you're sitting in? What are you doing up in the tree? It, who, me? Oh, nothing. I'm uh, uh, just doing an important air raid defense job. You don't say. Well, what is it? You can trust me because you know I always keep my mouth closed and everything I hear goes right in one ear and out the other. Gee, I wonder why that is. Well, what's there in between to stop it? <laughs> oh, oh, well, then you'll tell me, huh? Well, what is it? What is it? Huh? Well, if you must know, I'm up here spotting airplanes. Spotting airplanes? Oh, how fascinating. Gee, I wish I could help you, only I wouldn't know what colors to spot them. Ew. <laughs> no, I don't suppose you would. If, shh. Hey, what's that noise? Just my luck to have a nice, exciting fire somewhere, and I can't go. Is that you down there, Leroy? Yes, sir. Uh, where's the fire? You told me to bottle a light on a match, but not to tell the neighbors, so I just called the fire department. No. Great jumping jeeps. Why did you do that? Oh, I won't have it. Look at all those people. Send them away. And tell them to stop coming. Hello, kid. Is that him up there? Yeah, Chief, but he says that he don't want Bring to... Bring a 30-footer, boys! It, go away! It, take those fire wagons out of our alley. Keep that crowd out of our yard. Oh, a little violent, huh? It, now take it easy, Tubby. We'll get you down. <laughs> I don't want to come down. It, I like it up here. What is this guy, a squirrel? Don't worry, Uncle Mort. He'll chop you out in no time. It, keep those hatchet men away from me. I'm very comfortable up here, and I, I won't come down until I'm good and ready. Nutty as a fruitcake. It, He's jerky, that's all. Probably thinks he's Gerald Doolittle. 
Why don't you brave fire that and just go back to your checker game? Now, see here, Fatso. We were called to take you down from there. Who called you? Did I call you? No, but somebody... You're paid for putting out fires, not for coming around annoying innocent people who are enjoying a nice rest up a tree. Now, we're supposed to take... Oh, wasting the taxpayer's money, eh? Now, you get out of here before I pick up my phone and report this to the mayor. Come on, boys. Put that ladder back in the truck. Quinn, take this axe back. Uh, Let's get out of here before I turn a hose on that big fat bolt alarm. <laughs> the idea. I guess I told him a thing or two. Gee, Uncle Mort, those guys would have gotten you out of there in a minute. Don't you want to come down? No, Leroy. I couldn't come down that ladder in front of that crowd. Why not? It, because there are a lot of nails up here, and I've torn a square foot out of the seat of my pants. <laughs> I cut down a tree once, and it takes days, Bertie. Hey, Mr. Gildersleeve, I'll bet you you'd get through if you got a can of grease and gave yourself a good lube job. If, thanks for the suggestion, Picky, but I'll save that one until everything else fails. Oh, I've forgotten all about him. Say, I just realized something. I haven't sneezed since I came up here, Marjorie. He'll probably want me to stay here the rest of my life. Is Mr. Gildersleeve back yet? Oh yes, yes, I'm. I'm up here, Doctor. Where? Oh, there you are. Well, come down now. We'll get started with those tests. Come down, eh? I'm afraid I'll have to stay up here a while. Oh, now, Mr. Gildersleeve, you should have more confidence in your doctor. You mustn't run away, you know. I'm not going to run away, but why don't you? Run away and come back some other day. Hmm, that's a rather peculiar reaction. I'll have to write the medical journal about this. Really, doctor, you don't understand. Oh, hey, keep away. Cut that out. What's wrong, Mr. Gildersleeve? The woodpeckers are trying to build a nest in my hair. <laughs> Poor Uncle Moy. Yeah, what's the matter? Is he allergic to woodpeckers? Yeah, here's a policeman to see you. A policeman? What does he want? There have been a lot of complaints from this neighborhood about a peeping Tom. A peeping Tom. <laughs> oh, help! Get him off! You, now the woodpeckers are dive bombing him. Hey, Get away from me, birds. You bother me. How's the sawing going on? Sawing? It, not so good. I'm getting too much attention from my little feathered friends. I've got an idea how we can scare off the birds. I'll be right back. All right. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Gilsey, but do you expect to be down for dinner? It, I hope so, Bertie. So do I, because I can't see how I'm going to serve your tube up there. Oh, well, that, that'd be simple. I could drink it through a straw. What, I'll steal too? Yes, I'll steal. Here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. Now, kitty, come on now. Hey, look what I've got to drive the birds off. Oh, Marjorie's cat. Good. Send him right up here, Leroy. I'm afraid some bird's going to lay an egg on me any minute. <laughs> Go ahead and tell the more, kitty. Attaboy. Yes. Keep on going. That's it. Yeah, here, kitty, 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 kitty. Oh, yes. Come on. It's stay right up here near your Uncle Mort. Isn't he cute? It, Leroy, that was certainly a bright eye. I, I, ouch! You. <laughs> Good yeah, You're welcome, Bertie. Ouch! You. Say, I didn't sneeze once since I came up here until that cat, the cat, the cat, the cat, you. I just found out what I'm allergic to, Marjorie. It's that cat of yours. Oh, well, this saves me a lot of doctor bills and time and trouble. Why, I'm so happy. Uh, 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 <laughs> no, no, don't call him, Leroy. Looks like I'm going to sneeze my way out of here. Hey, come here, nice kitty. Uh, 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 
can't hear you, Leroy. On the counter. On the counter. On the counter. On the counter. gentlemen, it's just six months since Pearl Harbor. Since then, this nation has leaped to arms with one idea in our minds and hearts, victory. This summer, there'll be no slackening, no rest. The leading NBC shows are joining our government in bringing you the Victory Parade, a series of Sunday afternoon shows heard all through the summer in the Jack Benny Times. We urge you to listen. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Composed and conducted by William Randolph. This is Jim Bannon speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company and inviting you to tune in again next week at the same time for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's George Burns and Gracie Allen, followed by The Lone Ranger. Thanks to Joel Schoenwell and Paul Stringer for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.